Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... Finding someone on an online Catholic dating site shouldn't be like shopping for a blender. So why do most dating sites leave you feeling like you're shopping for a spouse? At Catholic Singles, we connect members through our unique user polls and activities, which help you discover other members and their personalities and interests. Because you're a person, not a profile picture. So stop shopping and start discerning. Trust your love story to the original Catholic dating site and use the promo code BREADBOX at checkout for 20% off at catholicsingles.com. Aloha. Hey, aloha everyone. It's Bear Wozniak. We're in Satellite Beach, Florida today. Hey Dan Barda, aloha. It's good seeing you at the Man Cave last week. Aloha, Valerie, good to see you. Glad that you're here. If you're here, say aloha. Tell us where you are so everyone knows where everyone's viewing from. I'm in Satellite Beach, which if you don't know where that is, it's due east of Orlando, about 60 miles and then south about 20 miles from there so we're here and gonna be staying here for two more weeks and then we go home to Hawaii so it's been good seeing my sons and Cindy seeing her family while we've been here in town two of my sons live here now they moved from Hawaii to be here and they they interview they um, are editing my radio and my TV show hey Ted Scarpino say hi to your your family Aloha Tony good morning we're in the Catholic Catechism and uh, we're talking about paragraph 614. Hey, Pat, aloha. This sacrifice of Christ is unique. It completes and surpasses all other sacrifices. First, it is a gift from God, the Father himself. For the Father handed his Son over to sinners in order to reconcile us to himself. So just like when God went out into the garden and said, Adam, where are you? Jesus came out to say, where are you? Come to me. At the same time, it is the offering of the Son of God made man, who in freedom and love offered his life to his Father through the Holy Spirit in reparation for our disobedience. Jesus substitutes his obedience for our disobedience. Remember, the scripture says, I came to fulfill all righteousness. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by one man's obedience many will be made righteous. We're in solidarity with Christ. When Christ became incarnate, he came in solidarity with all mankind. So when we see him on the cross, we see our sins there too. But when we see us, we see his holiness uh, being um, uh, established in us. His holiness, because, because of his solidarity with all mankind, if we say yes to him, he is to, he's, um, we see our sins on him, but we see, him, see his holiness in us. There's my good friend Eric Wardrum, a real warrior for Christ, Catholic Crossberries Ministry up there in Cleveland. Good to see you. God bless you, Eric. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So by one man's obedience, many will be made righteous. By his obedience unto death, Jesus accomplished the substitution of the suffering servant who makes himself an offering for sin when he bore the sin of the many. 
and who shall make many to be accounted righteous. For he shall bear their iniquities. Jesus atoned for our faults and made satisfaction for our sins to the Father. So what is righteousness? Righteousness is being in right standing with God. It is love to the end. It's John 13. That confers on Christ's sacrifice its value as redemption and reparation, as atonement and satisfaction. He knew and loved us all when he offered his life. Now the love of Christ controls us because we are convinced that one has died for all, therefore all have lived, therefore all have died. That's in 2 Corinthians 5. No man, not even the holiest, was ever able to take on himself the sins of all men and offer himself as a sacrifice for all. The existence in Christ of the divine person of the Son, who at once surpasses and embraces all human persons and constitutes himself as the head of all mankind, makes possible his redemptive sacrifice for all. So Jesus being a cosmic being, being the infinite, you know, God that he is, when he took on uh, his human nature while remaining all God, of course his humanity spread throughout all of our, all of our, uh, all of us. And his, his sacrifice, if we avail of it, avail ourselves to it, can, can uh, heal our, of our sins and bring us to heaven. That's why when we go to the Eucharist, when we go to Mass, we don't say we're having a memorable feast in the sense of it's we're having this in memory of Jesus. What we're doing is we're making ourselves present at the foot of the cross. Because Jesus is infinite and because he is uh, in solidarity with all of us, when we receive the Eucharist, we, re we receive that very body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus at the foot of the cross. The existence of, in Christ of the divine person of the Son, who at once surpasses and embraces all human persons and constitutes himself as the head of all mankind, makes possible his redemptive sacrifice for all. The Council of Trent. Now the Council of Trent was in the 1500s, 1547, and it was in response to the uh, Martin Luther nailing his, his uh, his protestations you know on the door of the church the church was definitely in need of renewal but what it didn't need was schism uh, and so the Council of Trent affirmed the teaching that um, that um, Luther Calvin Zwingli and those rejected but also realized that the church is in great need uh, great need of renewal um, and so it 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 took steps to to correct some of the real error that was going on in the church at the same time. Historically, when the church has needed to be renewed, the Holy Spirit, you know, renews the church. He doesn't split the church. Uh, doesn't make any sense that Jesus, who's the, who, who is a master builder, you know, we don't know of anything Jesus built, do we? Except the church. And Jesus being the master builder wouldn't split his house in half. Jesus being the master builder, he said, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Historically, there's been some really dark times in the church. Around the year uh, 950 in that area, the church had just collapsed uh, in a sense that 
when the Roman Empire collapsed, what was left standing was the Catholic Church. And so the bishops and the church became more and more responsible for temporal type things such as defending uh, a country or providing for food uh, for the poor. Um, uh, so many things that the Catholic Church took care of. And then as the emperor, the, the central government began to fall, the feudal system developed and there would be small little fiefdoms here and there throughout Europe. And within each of those fiefdoms, there was probably a bishop or two. And so more and more of those bishoprics were coming in to, under the control of the local kings who would decide who is the king and uh, would establish who is the bishop and would uh, establish bishops and abbots and um, priests. It's called lay investiture and it's wrong. We see that going on now with the agreement that the Pope made in China that China will give would, would uh, be participating in choosing who the bishops of China would be, which is just, just really wrong. Um, and the other thing that was going on is uh, uh, priests were living with, with women uh, because they really weren't, they, they took on the role of bishop and priest or monk because it was a way to be financially supported. And so they were really weren't dedicated or devoted to the Lord. We saw uh, um, a lot of what happened in those days is the older brother would receive the inheritance leaving the younger brother with nothing. So, well, I guess I'll go become a monk, but I'll take my girlfriend with me. So there was the, the lack of, um, of uh, the, the priests uh, taking care of the, um, their vow of celibacy. Um, offices in the church were being bought and sold, and, and it was a way to make a profit. And just uh, the, the devotion to the gospel wasn't there. It seemed so dark. It seemed so dark in the late 900s. And then what happened? is there was this emperor called Henry III who said, not on my watch, I'm going to restore the dignity of the papacy. And then the Lord raised up uh, popes, but guess where they were from? They were from this new monastery called Cluny, a Benedictine monastery called Cluny. And that from that monastery, I think it was four popes were raised up by the Holy Spirit, including the great Gregory VII, who did so much to eliminate simony, uh, in the incontinence of the priests and uh, lay investiture and, and in, insisted on um, the, the monasteries following the rule of Benedict and, and having times of devotion. In Cluny, they, took over, they would take over areas that were, were like wilderness or swamp and the monks would go in there and they'd be chopping wood and clearing ground and they wouldn't speak a word except for in the evening when they would chant the divine office. So suddenly the Lord raised up the monastery at Cluny, which raised up 300 other sister uh, monasteries, women and men in the different monasteries, and a great revival took place in the Catholic Church. So never give up hope when Jesus, when we look to Jesus as being the great builder, right? He was a builder in the, in the, in the Bible, he's called technon, which doesn't mean carpenter at all, it means builder. If you've ever been to Israel, You'll know there aren't a lot of carpenters there because everything's made out of stone. Uh, the only wood house in Israel is the prime minister's house, actually. But whether he worked in stone or wood or both, Jesus is a master builder and he will build his church and the gates of hell will not prevail against her. Let me let you enjoy the sunrise a little bit.
make the sign of the cross in the Hawaiian language. Makainoa, Okamakua, Kekeki, Amekauhana, Emalele. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Love you guys. God bless Eric Wardrum, a warrior for the Lord. Pray for him. Pray for him. He has much work to do. Amen. Looking for a way to build daily prayer discipline? Seen the rise in mindfulness meditation, but not sure if it is possible to meditate in a way that's consistent with your Catholic faith? Just looking for a way to breathe new life into your existing prayer routine? No matter what you're looking for, Hollow is here to help. Hollow is a Catholic prayer and meditation app that helps users deepen their relationship with God through audio-guided contemplative prayer sessions. From meditations on the daily gospel to the rosary to daily examines, Hollow has something for everyone. Hollow is the number one Catholic app in the U.S. It is free to download and has permanently free content, but you can also check out all of the premium sessions for 30 days, risk-free, by signing up at www.hollow.com dot app slash breadbox.